What is up, people? Welcome back to PopcornNet, the podcast where you can find the latest and greatest content creators in pop culture and also listen to some really cool conversations in pop culture. Today, I was joined by James Dorrington, a.k.a. Kip from the Camerad With Me podcast. And today was all about getting to know him and what his podcast is all about. But first, I want to address my absence from the podosphere. Um, due to COVID-19, it kind of brought me down as far as a content creator. And as the world is reopening, I'm slowly starting to find myself uh, again. So I'm ready to give you guys that fire content as usual. But uh, by the title of the pod, you're probably wondering what the hell is Toku or Tokatsu where you're about to find out. James is a really, really knowledgeable guy in this genre. Uh, it's very new to the States, but he's ahead of the game with Kamarath Me Podcast. And today is all about finding out what Toku is and get ready for the uh, the content coming our way. But uh, we had a really cool conversation breaking it down and we gave you guys some recommendations of what to check out if you're willing to uh, give it a try. And yeah, hope you guys are ready for this podcast and I hope you enjoy it. Um, by the way, don't forget to leave one of those five star reviews on iTunes or wherever you get your pods. And don't forget to follow the podcast at PopCultNet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. With all that being said, enjoy the pod. Boom. And we are live. James, how are you doing today, bro? Uh, pretty good. How are you doing? Also, James. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good, man. This is kind of weird. I'm not used to starting off the pod as the host. We've been knowing each other for how long now? A couple of months now, right? Uh, it's it'll be a year in October, so like almost a year. We're getting there. Wow, it's been a year already? Yeah, our first episode was oh October 16th, God. which uh, we were recording three weeks before that. So Time flies, man. Oh my goodness. That is crazy. And we've been working on this pod for, or talking about doing this pod since we first met, right? So almost a year later, you're finally on PopCultNet. Thanks for coming, by the way. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, been like one of those things that we've like kept saying and then like kept like forgetting or like time or whatever, you know. Yeah, that life is. just happens and then a pandemic happens and then our the show that we watch every <laughs> every two weeks together takes a long hiatus and then... You know, things just happen. But uh, the, my guests don't really know who you are. So um, James is a really get, great guy that I met <laughs> thanks to the Internet, thanks to technology and everything. And I definitely wanted him to uh, to invite him onto the pod so you guys could know what we've been working on behind the scenes as well. Um, well, first and foremost, uh, James, would you like to tell the people what Kama Rob is actually about? Yeah. So. um for me, like I've been a longtime fan from like growing up of stuff like Godzilla and Power Rangers. And like when I was like a teenager, I um found that there was like a lot of cool like stuff in Japan that was a little, a little bit like more coherent or like watchable in like that genre, which is called Tokusatsu. So I just kind of like have been watching for like years now. And um I had always wanted to do something cool with it that was like a little different from like a lot of what was out there like very like accessible so like come and ride with me was meant to be like a show where i would like take like my co-host or like as it's like gone on guests that have like very different levels of like knowledge or like um interest in the genre to look at stuff and be like hey 
this is like a fun movie that we watched, like even though like you might have like never seen like outside of like this context, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's pretty much what you told me about this whole genre of Toku when we first met. Um, I was actually watching Toku the whole time and didn't even know what it was called. Uh for anybody that's listening that isn't really familiar with the word tokusatsu or toku, how would you easily explain it? Or which how would you break it down in layman's terms for them? Uh yeah, it's just um a genre of film and TV mostly focused in Asia. Um like that's like um it's about like practical effects and stunt work and choreography and like suit work too. So like one major show that you might know is like Power Rangers is like a show that's like adapted from like a like show in the Toku genre, but also something like The Mandalorian or like Robocop might also count, like depending on like how you like you talk about it. Yeah, and that's how you saw me. Power Rangers and VR Troopers and Big Bad Beetleboards and all that stuff, man. Um, that's how I started off watching Toku um, without even realizing it. What were some of your early uh, shows that kind of introduced you to the genre? Uh, well, like I um, grew up watching um, like a lot of like um, Power Rangers, Godzilla, that kind of stuff. Um, when I like was a teenager, though, like after I'd mostly like I'd maybe watch like a Godzilla movie on like the Sci-Fi Channel, but beyond that, like <laughs> wouldn't watch it. Like I found like a lot of clips on YouTube of stuff, and I was like, oh. So then I uh, saw Common Rider. I think. My first ones were like Kamen Rider, like Fies and like Blade. And that was like right around that time. Okay. You introduced me to Fies. I haven't seen Blade yet. Is it Blaze or Blade? Uh, Blade. Okay. We got to check that out now. I got I to gotta see where your roots came from. See how, you, see how you got hooked on this genre. But uh, I'm really enjoying it so far, man. Like I'm, I'm glad that you're uh, bringing me on along the ride for, you know, starting Kamen Rider with me. and you know, and seeing where this podcast goes. But I remember briefly talking to you in the beginning of our friendship. Um, you said that you had a few podcasts in the beginning. Um, what did you learn from your earlier years of podcasting or your early experiments with podcasting? Yeah, so I spent some time, um, like, really um, did some work for, like, radio in college and, like, production. Like, I was on, like, a couple like small shows like didn't really go anywhere like i would like start a show and like i'd realize oh some of the like people i was on the show with maybe they um weren't on the same page about like certain things and like uh there's at least like one show i could think of where like it kind of uh (laughs) i left because of like some words being used that i wasn't like comfortable being used kind of thing and i was like ah i really don't think that we should be saying that kind of stuff. And like, I'm like, uh, you know me, like I'm a, like fine with like swearing and stuff. Like when it like gets in like slurs and stuff, I'm like take my name off that, you know? Yeah. I will say that that's one of the things that I like about you the most is that you always want to be, I wouldn't even call you like straight edge, but you definitely don't put up with anybody's shit. Like if somebody's talking bad about, you know, a certain group of people or if someone's treating, uh, someone badly, and they're behind a certain project, you definitely voice how you feel about it. You don't really keep your mouth shut. And that's one thing that I've really appreciate about you and uh, how you carry yourself while you're podcasting. 
Well, thank you. And yeah, um, you've seen my personal Twitter, uh, and that's uh, <laughs> what that mostly is. But yeah, um, like, so our show, like, um, come and ride with me. Like, we mostly look at like on the episodes like that we're on together, like Common Rider Zero One, and like it's like um, that's like in the intervening weeks though, like when we would look at like different things and something that happened was um when the show we were looking at like every other week went on a major hiatus um i had to like go in and say okay what's the plan and i made like a big long plan to uh, do like a multi-part like guest filled like power rangers like series of episodes and um we recorded an episode and in the time that we um took before it came out since we like had recorded like in advance like that's when the protests over like george floyd's like death started and then i was like oh crap like we were just like on this episode like two weeks ago talking about like our favorite monster like suits yeah. from when we were kids so that's like an example of like a time where i like went in and said hey uh this is kip here uh, i just want to let you know that we recorded this before this happened then black lives matter that kind of stuff you know yeah we didn't really intentionally glance over the events that were taking place we would <laughs> i wouldn't even say like was turned a blind eye to it it's just sometimes you know when you're podcasting you just have tunnel vision you just get in record and get yeah. out i think that's what happened with us but uh i didn't even know you went back and added that in so that also shows your character. You know what I mean? Like you're probably editing it and be like, wow, this is so, now, I wouldn't even say it's wrong, but you just, you definitely felt like something needed to be said. And you know, the audience that we've grown over this year, you know, probably appreciated that as well. Maybe, maybe some didn't, maybe some did, you know, you never know, but um, for you to put in that extra effort and, you know, bring that up in a time that, you know, people need to stop turning a blind eye to the situation. It was definitely a, you're definitely a stand-up guy, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. And like, for me, um, I never wanted anything I'm working on to be the kind of thing where like, it matters what somebody that would be turned off by like human decency thinks. So like, if somebody's like, ah, uh, you said that you support like trans lives or something, I don't, I'm not going to watch. I'm just like, okay. Uh, good leave yeah we, we don't need like your time yeah you we know? we didn't we don't need people like that and um even like with me like um you're more tuned in than, into toku than i am and i remember uh whenever the new character came up in the show that we're watching Rider zero one uh their name is naki and you brought mm -hmm. up to me like we want, i just want to make sure we're using the same or the correct pronoun for for naki and Naki is a genderless character on the show, and um, they're non-binary. Yeah, yeah, binary, and uh, you definitely, you know, had me, uh, you know, make sure that I was on point as well. And it was kind of interesting that on a show called Zero One, uh, we were introduced to like a non-binary character, but uh... yeah, and that's the thing about Toku that I've I've, I've learned from just you know, watching the show and talking to you and you being an expert and I'm a newcomer, um, is that this is more than just like a, just like a TV show that you watch every Saturday. Like it's some deep stuff that's happening in Kamen Rider Zero One. And I'm pretty sure there's other, you know, underlying conversations and topics that are happening on 
other shows as well that are in Toku. So, um, how has Toku grown over the years? That, like since you've been watching it. Oh, uh, um. Well, for like one thing, narratively, um, narratively mm. uh, just in general, like how how has it grown? So I think um, there are some issues with Toku. Not always the best, but like female characters, like gay characters, like um, and that kind of thing. And like um, we saw a character like in, in like zero one, like who was like a um black actor, and like it was like not great but also like i like spent like that whole episode being like oh this is way less bad than it could be <laughs> on these shows so like it's just like that um i kind of feel like um the shows have changed like a little bit over time as they've kind of like reckoned with like both like themes and popularity i guess and um i think that um one interesting thing is that um you see um, the community is maybe changing more to being just kind of like a boys club, just like be there and don't talk about stuff to like, there's a massive shipping community about like these characters and like, I want um, these two like male leads to be shipped and that kind of stuff or like um, a lot of like fanzines and stuff. So it's um been cool to see like, the fan base grow big enough that you like see people like thinking more critically like about it and like having more avenues of it. And like, that's probably like the biggest thing in the past, like 10 odd years of like being a fan. It's like, Oh, this feels like a real fandom now. Not just like a couple people being mad and like in the comments, basically, you know? Yeah. And you showed me that, uh, <laughs> that live performance of one of the songs off of the show. And- yeah. That was very eye-opening to see how many people actually like are tuned into this. And Toku is fairly, I wouldn't say it's new to the States, but it's starting to grow Mm -hmm. its fan base in the States more than it was in the past, if that makes any sense to you guys. Um, Recently, um, they just came up with a television channel, right? Was it Toku's Shotsu? Yeah, Shout TV um, has a... Yeah, um... So they have Tokushoutsu, which is on their own website, and Tubi and Pluto. And it's weird, because like, one of those, um, Pluto, I think, is um, meant to be like a replacement for cable. So it's like Channel 600, just like 24-7 playing like 90s Toku shows about like mass like firefighters and stuff. <laughs> and then one's like an on-demand service. And I think it's so cool that one's like a cable channel, but honestly, I'm never going to use that, you know? Yeah, we were pretty stoked when it was first announced, and we even did a pod talking about it. And um, I wouldn't say linear television is outdated because some people just like like my girlfriend. She just puts on the TV sometimes, and whatever pops up, she kind of uses this background music. So there's that mm-hmm. small yeah. group of people that still enjoy linear television. And the best way she explained it is like, I feel like somebody's watching TV with me. Like you know, like I'm not the only yeah. person that's watching this by myself. So after she said that, I, was, I guess that kind of makes sense of why some people, you know, gravitate to, uh, you know, linear television. But I wouldn't say it's, 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 it's not for me. I guess it would just depend on what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more of an on-demand guy. I'm kind of programmed to just have my television shows at, the fin- at my fingertips whenever I want to watch them. Which is why, like, you're such a big fan of, like, Tubi. 
Or like of like um like Quibi, is that it? Quibi? It's already failed, right? Bro, I, I, I still haven't even checked in on Quibi yet. Have you? Uh we got the trial, looked at it for like half a day, and then just didn't do anything else with it, you know? If there is a Toku show on Quibi, would you watch it? <laughs> what would that even oh. be? <laughs> Oh, we got the mom from Gilmore Girls and Clay Aiken, and they are detectives. And we're definitely covered her double. I don't know what that would be. Uh, no, um, I wouldn't, because like Quibi's mostly bad. It spent a lot of money, but like it was made by like a seventy-year-old like boardroom that was like, ah, what do kids want to see? Yeah, it just feels, it just feels like out of touch. Like I know people's attention spans are getting smaller and smaller, but not that small, man. Like. I'm cool with just 30 minutes. I'm I'm still kind of tough on mm-hmm. hour long shows now. I, it's, it has to be really good for, to keep me entertained for an hour, but I'm I'm I definitely need like at least 30 minutes to get into a television show. Um we briefly talked about some of the shows that you grew up watching, uh Comrader Fies and Comrader Blade. Um what are some of your favorite shows that you watch in Toku? Oh, uh, that's hard. Um, there's some from that time. I think, like, for me, like, I love Kamen Rider, like, from, like, when it came back in the early 2000s to, like, the first seven-ish years are all, like, these weird experimental, like, dramas that are barely for kids, <laughs> and they're all interesting. Um, I don't watch too much Sentai or Ultraman, but, like... um there's lots of good like sentai like jetman and the kaku ranger like if you want to watch like a like come rider show uh come rider kuga is just available on tubi and it's like pretty old now it's like 1999 but it's a really fun show that's basically like part cop procedural and like part like mythic trial it's like a very like it's very like um it's a fun show, but also like a weird show. Um, and yeah, I um, also love some smaller shows that like you'd probably never hear of. Uh, there was one called um, Rue Kendo. And that was like a one season show that was basically like about the effects that like a demon invasion has on a small town. Oh, wow. So, that sounds really good, actually. Yeah, it's like weird and That's quirky, different. but like, yeah. And like, it's like, um, in the early episodes, like you have like people saying, Hey, when the demon showed up, they were just like sniffing stuff and like stealing like lunch meat. And then you showed up with like your magic powers and stuff and started like kill them. And then like stronger and stronger and more violent demons started showing up. And I was like, This is cool as hell when that came out. Yeah, that sounds really good. Definitely. Uh, what's the name of that one more time? Um, that's called um, Rukendo. It's a uh, pretty old now and it's like a little like lighter hearted than like a lot of shows nowadays but it's fun okay and uh i forget i forget i wanted to actually pretty much explain the different types of toku because we're talking Mm -hmm. about toku as a whole so you know uh for instance like you said like ultraman and then sentai and can you go more in depth with that for the listeners yeah totally uh so like it's kind of confusing for toku but um so, like, the one you might know the best is going to be Power Rangers. That is adapted from Super Sentai in Japan. Um, that basically means, like, like Super Task Force, which is just, like, they're different shows, but, like, here's this, like, group of people that 
they deal with like magical issues and like um here's like the um well like time cops like the ninja cops and that's like um a broader like sentai genre so like sailor moon or like voltron kind of fits in there as far as like a team based or like squad based thing but like the live action one super sentai um ultraman you might have heard of um it's kind of like a no name in the states a little bit um it's like about like a um a person who gains the ability to like turn into like a like giant being known as like an ultra who can fight for a little while um it's such an interesting show because it's um much more of like it's much more of like a goofy sci-fi show and like it'll like um if you like something like a like star trek like it's like a that kind of space sometimes like a lighter-hearted like more like kid-friendly like star trek kind of show if like here's this like weird alien that can like bend light and here's like this um like other stuff um the main show we watch on common ride with me is called common rider um that's squarely aimed at like the shonen crowd of um being like a show that like is for like older kids and teens but also like is loved by people by like it's loved by like a lot of age groups um it's kind of like toku's gundam it's like the show that has like a pretty consistent theme throughout the franchise like um how gundam's like about like um it doesn't matter how cool you make like a machine of war (laughs) it's still (laughs) a machine of war that's like very that's very um that sucks um and um for the common rider it's like um almost every common riders powers are kind of like inherently evil and poison so it's kind of like a much more of like a struggle with the fact that like the act of being a common rider is like an act of like perpetuating like evil so yeah um and there's lots of smaller shows but but the most basic understanding might be like um super sentai very kid friendly but like a lot of fun like very colorful um then there's a like pretty all ages still kid friendly Ultraman. Then there's like Common Rider, which is like kid friendly but does have a lot for adults. Like we love stuff like character death and that kind of stuff. So for a and beginner, there's like much more, yeah. So for a beginner, you recommend them starting off like Common Rider, Ultraman, and some a Sentai show for like a beginner entry yeah. entry level to Toku. To sample it, yeah, like I'd say just um watch like Common Rider like build or common rider like double and like just like get what you want from that maybe check out um there's like a sentai show called like chinkenger that's like very cool like samurai theme and it's like a much beloved show and yeah there's like lots of like great options you can mess up though uh if you're a first time watcher don't check out common rider ghost for example <laughs> that show does not hold up what's wrong with ghost Ah, <laughs> that's for another time. Common Rider okay, Ghost. That's more of an expert conversation, huh? There's the thing, though. It, it has an amazing opening. So you'll watch it be like, oh, this looks, oh, okay. That's happening, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's more of that somewhere else. Okay. Um, Since you're like a huge fan of Toku and you, know, you grew mm-hmm. up watching it and you're watching it into your adulthood, what would you see, what would you like to see in the future from this genre of toku 
I think that um, for like a couple reasons, Toku's going to become bigger and more well known. I think um, so. I started coming right with me to coincide with the start of the Reiwa era, which is like a new imperial era in Japan, which means like they made like a big deal of fanfare about like changing generations. Um, and then like zero one, the Lakamura show we're watching is the first in this new generation. Um, so people are getting more global. Um, they just can see stuff. They can find stuff much more easily. Um, people like and know Japanese culture more. There's a lot more of like people going out there and like watching anime and that kind of stuff. And like, you'll get kind of that comparison or like you'll watch like, um, one punch man and be like, Oh, um, who's that guy on the bicycle? Why does he look like a bug? <laughs> and then you'll see like, oh, like Moomin Rider, Common Rider on like that wiki Whoa, page or something. I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's um, crazy. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn. They just snuck that in there. Yeah. That's what that's there for. Holy but, shit. um, and there's stuff like, um, Batman recently did like a Batman international comic that was about like licensing out the Batman brand to different companies and the Japanese Batman was just Kamen Rider but like more bat-like. There's a Japanese Batman Kamen Rider? Yeah, like it's um oh, like in the this. Batman comics there was like oh and here's the one stationed in like Tokyo. That's That's dope. Works over Wayne. Um and also the streaming wars. Toku is a already usually subbed from like Hong Kong releases, but it's like a massive library of thousands of hours of content. And like when you see like there's people watching like different like J and K dramas, and then all of a sudden there's the same stuff, but like with like parts of anime and parts of like cool fight scenes, it's like, oh, we can add 8,000 hours of content that will probably like appeal to two audiences not counting like the Power Rangers nostalgia for like not that right. much money, you know? That's not too bad. That's a great point. Just waiting <laughs> to be monetized in the States. Uh Netflix would be an uh, excellent platform for that. Like you said, like they have K dramas already, anime. Mm -hmm. They're already catering to like a lot of people that are intrigued by uh you know what's going on overseas in Asia. Yeah, and there's like two big pushes right now, I feel like. Um the common writer group is like on twitter now they just did like a major common writer like movie like came out subbed and they did like a live watch and like they're like releasing tons of toys like for the first time at like gamestop and like stuff that's like you had to spend like 300 dollars, but like now you can like get it for like 80 dollars. like in america felt like weird shipping stuff you know um that's one way to do it um i actually think that the Ultraman group is doing a much better job at coming to the West. They have um, a anime on Netflix that's not really like Ultraman, but it's like enough like it to get people interested. Um, there's a Marvel comic coming out. They released their new series first episodes subbed on subbed on YouTube like simultaneously. So they actually seem like they might have like their finger on the pulse in a way, which like 
people were hyped about Ultraman coming out and just like you like being able to watch the new one. Like they're like, oh, there's a Marvel comic coming out for this like property. Like that's like the kind of thing where like it's like, oh, the New York Times like bestseller is um the first issue of like Ultraman maybe, and people are like, oh wow. I never knew about this, but like the fans were so excited that like it's like here in some way that like now people like see it more. So I think like Ultraman might actually be like the flagship, yeah, in, in the West. I think so too. Even though I really wanted to be <laughs> Kamen Rider, um, like you said, the, the Netflix Ultraman series caught my eye, and I'm not even a huge fan of Ultraman, and I saw it, and I also saw the announcement about the Marvel comics. So they're definitely yeah. doing a way better job than. Mm-hmm what Kamen Rider is, which is pretty sad, but there's no better thing than a little bit of competition. So maybe there's a lot of fire and yeah. Kamen Rider groups is ass and they're getting on the ball and start promoting their product just as much as the Ultraman team is. Um, you can watch multiple series of Ultraman on Crunchyroll too, which I think is a good like yeah, soft like launch too. That's also a, a nice platform for Toku shows as well. Netflix, uh, Crunchyroll, um, I wouldn't say Hulu or Amazon is a good platform for that, but just like a little soft rollout, those those are the perfect platforms for that. So I'm, I'm hoping, mm. hopefully, see some more content like that on both of those streaming services. Um, yeah. But uh, with Common Ride with me, what do you want to like? What what do you expect to be happening in the future? Like, what kind of episodes are you looking forward to doing? Uh, guests you're bringing on and. What other kind of content are we putting out with Kamen Rider with me? Oh, there's so much stuff. Like we've had like some great guests. Um, when this comes up, the episode with um, with Andrew of the um, Amusement Sparks podcast should have been out for like a little bit, and that was about like the Power Rangers like 1995 movie, and that episode um, will like be followed up with me going on like Amusement Sparks and like designing like a toku like theme park like from the ground up and be like here's this land and like here's that land like that should be like a lot of fun like they have like a cool like beatles like theme park like right now too um, um there's gonna be um a when the ultraman comic comes out we are going to bring back some guests that know about both comics and ultraman to do like a special episode about like that first issue um we do have a bonus episode coming up with with you and me at some point um about Kamen Rider game which is a very beloved series and like i'm like very excited for like fans to hear that uh we're coming on the end of like Kamen Rider zero one and the end of our power just look at we only looked at mighty morphin maybe sometime later we'll go back to like zeo and turbo and like the end of like that era like instead of like a 10 episode look at like the first series you know um yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, we should be looking at like the other American Kamen Rider show, Kamen Rider Dragon Knight, in the next two months too. Like, there's just a oh, and there's like a new Kamen Rider series that like starts in September too. So, yeah, we're a lot coming out. Dissecting that one as well. What is it, Kamen Rider Saber? Right. Yeah, Kamen Rider Saber. Uh, we just got the first pictures, and in like two days there will be like the first press conference. Oh, or like no, um. We just got the first like pictures and from here in like a few days, the first like press conference. Um, and yeah, that's interesting. It's going to be massively different from zero one. I can already tell. Yeah. And I can't wait, man. And all of my listeners, I know you guys are, you know, 
subscribe to the pod for a reason. And, you know, like I like to share my thoughts and hopefully you appreciate my thoughts about stuff. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're, you, if you're listening to this point, you're like, what the hell is Toku? I still don't understand. You guys have to give it a chance. I swear I, I would not guide you wrong. This is probably one of the best things that I've picked up in the past year. Um, I'm really enjoying Kamen Rider uh, Zero One. Um, it's kind of hard to find it, but I'm pretty sure you could pirate it somewhere. Um, if I do figure out a legal way to get it for all you people that are kind of scared about the internet police, I'll yeah. leave a link somewhere in the future so you guys could join the fun. But, uh, you guys, I haven't watched it yet, but you should probably check out that Ultraman, uh, series on Netflix. I haven't, I have heard some good things about it. Not a lot of bad. Um, and yeah, this is a genre that's going to be blowing up in the next few years. And uh me and james over here are pretty much ahead of the head of the movement um and uh we're having a lot of fun with this a lot of good content coming out of camaraderie with me and uh we're going to keep it coming out um where can the listeners find our pod yeah uh one more thing actually there's one more suggestion for people if they want to see something common rider modern maybe like a little more like adult um for amazon prime in japan the Kamen Rider Company um, took half the budget from Kamen Rider Ghost, so maybe that's why it sucked, but um, <laughs> to make uh, to, to make Kamen Rider Amazons, which is kind of like the R-rated recent, like, actually made for adults very gory Kamen Rider show. Uh, that was like two short, like, 13-episode seasons. That first season is super watchable. It's, like, very, like, great. Um, we haven't gotten to it yet, but it's been available for, like, three or four years now, just fully subbed right on Amazon Prime. So that's like a good first like way to get into Toku since it's like a very like moody and like fun show. There you go. I'm definitely about to add that to my queue once we get off the pod. <laughs> um, yeah. Where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, you can find me um, on Twitter.com at James Forge. And then um, for Common Ride With Me, that can be found at CommonRideWithMe.com, Twitter.com at Common Ride With Me. And we have a podcast email too, podcast at comrademe.com. And we just love to talk about stuff every Monday. Um, and if you are into like pop cult, like you would be from watching like pop cult net, um, episode 39 is going to be um, a big episode for us because we're going to be looking at a like pivotal point in uh, Comrade to Zero One. But also knowing us, we're going to talk about the first glimpses of Comrade Saber. And knowing us, we're going to talk about what next generation console we're gonna get like nerds so oh yes gaming gaming and camera with me that's gonna be awesome pod and um uh, for you guys that feel like you're a little bit behind with, with watching zero one with us you could get on board and watch saber with us it's starting in the next in a couple of months and you could get all nice and ready to get that journey going with us over at camera with me um james is always a pleasure bro i mean i'm starting to look forward to I want to say start looking forward to. <laughs> I'm st- I'm always looking forward to talking to you on Mondays and geeking out with you about Toku and Kamarazmi and other current events that are going on in the world. Thanks for coming on Popcorn Network. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Till next time. Peace. Peace.